Hey, what's up? It's Zen here. Thanks for listening to Breaking North. Quick thing before we get to the show, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash breaking north. That's patreon.com slash breaking north. Any amount helps us. And here is the show. What's up? It's Zen here. Thanks for checking out this interview with Inkush of the legendary Mongolian throat singing rock band The Who. I was super excited to do this interview. Just as a heads up, I did, I'm putting out the full version on my Patreon because I had to edit it up because um, Inkush was speaking in Mongolian. He had an interpreter. They got along really, really well. It was really cool to see their interaction as they talked about the questions I was asking. But for the audio format for the podcast and for the original YouTube, I just wanted to edit it up so it was more cohesive. But if you want to check out the full unedited interview, I'm going to put it up on my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash breaking north patreon.com slash breaking north make sure to share this interview with any of your metalheads make sure to leave a review give it a like you know all the good stuff thanks so much for listening here is the who welcome inkush um let's get this going so this is breaking north i want to thank you guys the legends the who to take the time to chat today and well we just said this is inkush and let's just get right into it where are you currently uh so our U.S. tour is about to start soon, so at the moment we're in uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, cool! How's how has uh Portland been for everybody? Well, uh, it's it's been nice so far. You know, it's not that cold, it's not that hot. You know, it's just you know everything's just nice. We like the the atmosphere. So, is everybody in the band from Ulan Bator? Well, uh, not everyone. So um, Jaya and I, we're from a uh, uh, countryside in Mongolia. We grew up and you know raised in the countryside, but uh, we did our school and everything in Ulaanbaatar. But uh, rest of the guys are mainly from Ulaanbaatar. Okay, and um, what what school was it? So uh, for me, I was, I studied in a conservatory like a musical university but for the rest of the guys they were mostly about the conservatory school okay that's awesome so i guess it must be a pretty good music scene out there <clears throat> what's something that someone from the u.s can kind of expect when they go to Ulaanbaatar that's way different than the u.s all right uh so there's a lot to see in mongolia i mean especially like in Ulaanbaatar. so uh in general, like, uh, we basically, in Ulaanbaatar, we basically have, like, everything that's out here. It's about, like, the technology-wise or, like, everything is about the same. But uh, the thing is happening right now is, like, uh, we have, we're getting, like, a lot of traffic at the moment. But I think it happens in, like, every country. And uh, right now, like, there's a Chinggis Khan Museum is building right now so uh if you're going to Ulaanbaatar I would definitely recommend you to see it first but after that I would mostly recommend that person to see our beautiful like this nature you know the West Mongolian countryside yeah so I guess which uh which cities are closest that you would recommend as kind of like the countryside to see that would be close to Ulaanbaatar so uh 
if you like if you're trying to see something close to Ulaanbaatar, I would definitely recommend uh uh don't don't gobi uh they have they have like a lot of beautiful place out there there's like a big stone and small stone if you like directly translated to it hmm. that's the name of the place and also uh there's a place called like a white temple kind of place yeah. well in mongolian it's a Taran Sobrak. And uh if you go to the west side, uh there's a lot of like you know wild nature out there. And especially there's a rare, kind of like an extinct species called like a Mongolian zebra kind of. Okay. It's it's an extinct animal. So you should if you're going out there, you should definitely go out there and check it. Well, we'll get into the band now. So where did you get the idea of making a rock band that incorporates throat singing? I think it had something to do with your producer bringing, uh, bringing the guys out to see some traditional throat singing. Is that correct? And how did that go? All right. So, uh, at the beginning, like, like this, all of our members were like doing our separate ways, but everything started with our producer Dashka. He started like all this idea and you know made it happen so like what happened was back back in like about like a decade ago our producer dashka he went to his uh father's birthplace which is chandaman Som, and um you know like since it's his father's birthplace uh he had this idea of like making something new for his dad and um then he like founded this idea of like connecting like old with new, like Western with our Mongolian traditional music. So like that's how the idea came out, and uh, that's how like this Hunu rock came up with. And uh, after that, he uh, gathered this group of a lot of like you know different talents, and uh, from those people like like our members came up from it and uh you know there's like eight of us and you know like ever since then like we've been like connecting with our heart and soul you know being like a one whole band so like we all grateful our producer dashka producer dashka is like our like father figure kind of person so like we really appreciate him and also like just from like saying he's like a father figure that's how close we are and uh He's also like our coach because he knows know, knows this way of like, you know, like opening our this hidden talents, you know, like how to like be a better person and like how to be a better artist. From that perspective, he's just like really great person. And uh, I want to use this chance to like to say to our producer Dashka that I love you so much and I'm really grateful for you and uh, thank you. I just got, I just got like goosebumps. <laughs> beautiful. Um, okay. Wow. Um, so going on to the throat singing and so it's a very traditional form. Um, I just kind of wanted to give some people of your fans or your audience, like what would be kind of the starting place if anybody wanted to just try out throat singing? Is this mm -hmm. something that you do with your breath something? Well, obviously with your, with your throat. Where would be like a good starting place of just messing around, trying just trying it out at home? Yeah. All right. So uh, 
from like listening from this professional throat singers, they usually say like, uh, you gotta imagine first. You gotta see how people doing it, and uh, you gotta imagine this tone in your head, and after that, you know, like you gotta try it, and that's about like the fifty percent of like how we do it, and uh, also like you know, of course, you gotta have like a professional throat singing teacher, you know. After all, so like just like how everybody sings, it depends on like you know like how one can do it bad or good is just depending on like how much you try on it. So like I would say uh it's possible for everyone to learn it. So was throat singing passed down from I guess like generationally or was this something that people in the band were seeking out as they were <clears throat> Uh, going to music school and conservatory. So personally, I think like it passed down from uh, generations to generations. And, uh, you know, this uh, throat singing and uh, horse and fiddle is just like, a, it's all traditional instruments. So like, like couple people in the world, so it's interesting. Yeah, it's the time or the year, the exact date. So uh, it's about like since 1998, maybe after that, there was this uh, like, you know, from our government, they tried to like support and like advertise our traditional instruments, such as like throw singing and also like horse and fiddle, those kind of stuff. So like, thanks to that, I think, it started to like spread more throughout the years and also like even on these days like if you want to learn about this throat singing and horse and fiddle or just any kind of like tr traditional instruments there's uh schools so like like you know like classes that you can take who I'm, i was like super curious about this because you all play traditional instruments and you combine that with like a harder rock metal sound <clears throat> Who designs your instruments? Like your your Morin, like who? Because they look very, um, I guess, more modern, and they're beautiful. So where do you where do you get those, or who who makes them? Okay, it's, it has a, it has a, like a lot of history to it. So uh, first of all, like you mentioned before, uh, our producer Dashka came out with this Hindu rock genre. And uh, when we were like talking about this uh, horse and fiddle, uh, producer Dashka came up with the idea, but um, our member Gala and I, we talked with our producer that usually about like our like horse head fiddle. And uh, we said that uh, a regular horse head fiddle faces forward. But uh, we had this idea of like, why not? It just face sideways, not forward. So it's basically kind of like a new idea. And uh, for horse and fiddle, it's that. But uh, 
there's also like our team member, like a crew member. His name is uh, Hishik Tsurun. So he also had this like image. He helped. He helped us to produce this image of ours. So basically, like it's just work of a lot of people. So. <coughs> so he also wanted to add this funny time it happened like that happened to him before. So when he was in a when he was a student, he made himself a custom horsehair fiddle and a tafan for hurtunish. Yeah, he had this uh custom designed horsehair fiddle and it's kind of weird at the time a lot of people because like it was made out of like hunnu like you know back in the days we had a hunnu right so like there was this bronze knife from a hunnu that i used on my custom horse fiddle and uh during the school time like i brought it to my class and you know tried to play on it but uh, a lot of people just looked at me and laughed you know like they tried to bully me at that time but uh Looking back at that time from this point is just, you know, it's just like a fun memory kind of thing. Cause like, even though like the instruments that we play right now is different, you know, just getting a lot of name compared to back in the days. Cause like, you know, people been laughing before now that they're cheering right now. So it's just fun. Yeah. Now look, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I guess there should be like a who signature, um, just line of, traditional mongolian instruments that would be really cool to see um wow uh so i asked i went on the reddit forum and there's a who subreddit which is awesome and there's active members and they they post interviews and they post you know videos um so i thought i'd post i i'd asked i said what what would you guys like to know i'm going to be interviewing and so here's some stuff there's a little crimson wyvern uh, asked, what was it like getting asked by Metallica to work on a song? Uh, well, uh, Blacklist right after covering Sad But True. How was it um, getting to work with Metallica, basically, or getting asked by them? You mean like the relationship with Metallica? Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so first of all, the offer came from our label. That's how it started. And after like hearing that offer, we were just so excited about it. We were just so happy because like, you know, we used to listen to Metallica since like a young age, you know, we grew up with them. So it was just special for us. And uh, at first we, we played uh first we played a uh, Sabbath true. And it was so amazing from an artist point. Cause like, you know, playing those guitar solos on a horse fiddle is just it was just amazing experience. And um, after that, we got this offer for the Blacklist album. 
and we did the through the never song on it and we were just you know also like thrilled about it and uh there was this time like when we did a thing on this festival we had a we, we got a chance to share a stage with metallica so that was also amazing because like like we had this time on the stage and we played and after maybe like two or three bands metallica played on the same exact mm -hmm. stage they did the headliner i think so like sharing the stage looking our you know like childhood favorite member like band from that close was just amazing so like hopefully one day i'm sure we will collaborate with metallica so like we're just looking for it yeah yes i would love to see that uh more of it um and then they also asked uh are there any artists from mongolia that the band would like to shout out maybe anybody up and coming or somebody that people should just know about he said uh, the next band that might come up after them is probably their kids. Yeah, it's like he said, uh, we're going to work hard and uh, come up with more of new stuff, you know, more of new songs and everything. You know, we're going to keep working hard until they reach the age. And uh, I also like personally think that uh, if there is a band who's trying to come after us, like, you know, the next band kind of thing, I think it, I feel like it's better if they come up after we get this, we get this, we reach at this certain point and, uh, you know, like, you know, more stable kind of. So that should be good. And, uh, what do you what do you mean by more stable just uh just i mean like so it's it's not like a stable kind of thing she's just saying that uh after we reach this certain height kind of thing so that way it will be like more easier for the others to come up after us kind of yeah like established established yeah established yeah and also he's saying that uh you know like if you're trying to make a band and then uh, come up you have to be yourself you know like you have to get your own idea instead of like you know like imitating or like copying what others are doing because like he just said that uh you know a band who's imitating metallica doesn't reach anywhere but if you're coming up with the band with your own image own ideas you get a success so like you know like imitating or copying those are kind of bad that totally makes sense um so another redditor said uh who goes by throwaway sus123 which is a funny name uh, asked, do you have any pre-concert rituals? They they mentioned how you guys go out on stage and you seem like you're on a mission and like, you know, full warrior mode. So is there any like pre-concert rituals that get you guys in the mindset to just go kill it at another show? Well, 
before the show, we have this group session that we like. It's kind of like a chant kind of thing, just exists in the band. And uh, by using that, we try to like ask from it. So yeah, like we praise our ancestors and we also like ask them, like, you know, give us like this light and this power to like, you know, make the show great kind of thing from like, our ancestors. How how do you guys write your songs? Does it one person brings an idea or do you write all together or is it a mix of both of those things? So uh, the song is basically like a, a like work of a all kind of thing because like you know like at first like our producer Dashka just has this idea of like making it and uh, he collects the samples from us like you know like he asks us like how you want to play on it you know like how does it sound like do you want to play like that or like how you want to play in like in each member and after that you know like just <clears throat> it's like how our songs forms kind of thing so it's uh i would say it's a teamwork yeah and, and, uh, and on closely a, with the producer uh, with dashka that's really that seems almost like unfamiliar but it seems like it's just a a, a real coach like a life coach yeah and uh on the previous question mm-hmm Instead of like it's like a band chant, it's more of like a a band motto motto kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just a motto, kind of just like uh, reciting together or just yeah, just yeah, you know, just like chanting together. All right, uh, I just told him about like how you said uh how like producer Dashka is like a life coach kind of thing to them. So he just said that uh, as a person. That person has to like respect their elders and also like they gotta respect their parents and uh they also have to know like where they came up from like how they've been before you know like how they're going right now so like he gotta understand the situation so like from that point like he said before uh they you know they see their producer dashka as like like a father-like figure so like from that point, they all respect producer Dashka a lot and also appreciate him a lot. And uh, one more thing, he said that, uh, you know, like the band has like an eight members. So like they all have their own ideas in them, you know. So they share their personal ideas with the producer Dashka. And, you know, like after hearing that producer Dashka mixes it with his own. And, uh, you know, it's just like a perfect harmony, you know every music or every song that we make is just like a it's a perfect harmony with our producer Dashka so like from that point from that said our next songs or like albums should be great yeah speaking of which um is there an album in the works I mean I I imagine you guys are writing um what is what is next in, in as far as that? Or are you just planning on touring for a while now? All right. Uh, so uh, there's our second album coming out soon on September 2nd. And uh, this album is full of like different uh, topics. You know, like we try to like show from like, from like everything from different aspects. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy it after it came out so like you know it's just gonna be lovely and awesome so yeah we're looking forward to it yeah i can't wait that's uh and you guys are you'll be on tour with megadeth and five finger death punch at that time as well awesome. yeah that's correct 
where do you start playing? I know the band blew up in virality from the YouTube um, and like the, the video is kind of going, you know, getting seen by what, like a half a million people quickly um, or that many views. Uh, where was the first places that you guys played shows? Was it because like as far as my friends, it's just like bars, small bars, and you play for like three people at a time. And I've played a million of those shows. And so where do you where do you guys start playing? Okay. Um, first of all, he just want to mention this thing real quick. So, uh, you know, the first thing, first song they came out was uh, UAUAU and Wolf Totem. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday, Wolf Totem reached 100 million weaves. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's been like, that's like four years ago. But like looking from at this point, it just feels like yesterday. So, you know, like we reached this far and we're just so happy about it. And uh, after that, we did a group meeting, like a band meeting. And uh, we just talked about it, like how we reached 100 million and like, how happy we are, you know, like our future goals and stuff. And uh, so... Our journey started with uh, a, a tour in Germany. It was like really big festivals. And at that time, when we looked to the audience, there was basically uh, no one. Cause like we did a, our time was like really early kind of. And uh, at that time, our manager told us that you know, we got to play like no matter what, even if it's like a couple people. And uh, after we came up to the stage, that was basically like our first show. And uh, we were kind of new, but uh, people just gathered around like real fast, just like how uh, river is flowing to the, you know, kind of thing. Wow. And there was just a lot of people and uh they were like, you know, supporting us a lot. And looking from that, we got our, we, you know, we, we, we managed to deal with our, this stage, like fear kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like, like everything just started from there. And I mean, we're still keeping it up right now. So, yeah, you just had to jump right into it, right into festivals. That's, uh, that's a lot. Um, how, how, how was it getting famous so quickly? Like, how did that feel? How has it affected your life? Positive, negative? All right. So uh, our band members, even like before the band, we all had our separate lives. And uh, we like most of us used to play like this traditional instruments. And uh, we also did like, you know, shows in overseas or in our country, you know, small stuff. But uh like after the band formed you know like the fame like you said the fame came to us and uh, and uh, even though it came we're still same as how we used to be because like you know that's how a person has to be you know like you gotta do the right thing you gotta go through the right way so like we try to be humble about it and uh you know just keep everything tight yeah so uh Am I right when I say like the band really like tries to, they're about humanity, trying to be good to people, about nature, trying to and respecting your elders. Does that sound about right? Is that kind of the what you're trying to get off to your audience? 
All right. So and he also said uh the things he used to do before the band kind of made them prepare for this the who kind of stuff. Mm, yeah. That that's how he feels about it. Uh, so would you say that the who like what what the members of the band are trying to put off to the world and like give to the world is just kind of a sense of like respecting your elders nature trying to be good human is that that seems like the core values of the band just in a metal sense is that is that sound about right is that what they are trying to put off as their artist artistry so yeah that's one of our main goal to you know uh, to spread to the audience and uh our he thinks that uh you know like when a, a person comes to this world he has this rule of doing certain things but you you must not like you know like go a different path kind of thing you gotta follow what you have to do so like for example like you know we we're not the only ones who's existing on this world so you gotta love your environment you know you gotta find the virtue of a man and uh there's uh this famous saying in our country about about a woman it's that uh this guy said uh <clears throat> he said a woman is a woman is a uh, like a hold on, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, a woman is a universe. He said, A woman is a universe, and uh, uh, when you look at a pregnant woman, it looks like she swallowed a world. So, like, a woman is a producer of a mankind, kind of thing. So like if you like listening from like the Mongolian language, it sounds really awesome. But you know when you translate it, it's just kind of weird. But you know it's just it's nah, just it's awesome take of, of this guy. And uh, also like we try to spread that uh, you gotta respect your elders, you gotta respect your parents, especially your mom, because like you know it's just a mom is a is a person who you know like gives a life of like give birth birth to us so you know it's just amazing <laughs> okay i have like one last question and then we'll talk about uh just a few the last things to wrap up um i like to ask every sort of artist and musician and chef i have on every every sort of person um what is your idea of success in your guys lives what what would make you just like fulfilled and happy what are you trying for? What are you already happy about? What is your idea of success? So uh, it doesn't matter if it's like a like a rock genre or hip hop or pop music. Like everything goes to this topic, art. And, uh, you know, he feels like this art might like, if you look at it from like my side, like you might be able to like substitute religion because like, when people are like looking down or like going through difficult times, you know, when they hear this good music, they get this energy and motivation from it, right? So uh, by using it, like, 
if you're like talking about bad things, like, you know, like going through like wrong direction, it might affect a lot of people. But uh, if you uh, do it from the right point, you know, like helping people, you know, help them to like pass through like this hard, difficult times with this art, I think that's a success. So just kind of like helping people out, helping yourself and kind of following, I guess. It's I mean, like if, if the message is right mm -hmm. and if it's like reaching a lot of people and, you know, like I think that that's what success is for him. kind of. Gotcha. All right. I, well said as well. Um, so just for the audience, uh, you're playing my, my town, uh, the catalyst uh, on next Monday, so the 22nd of August, and you're headlining that show. Then you guys are about to start a U.S. tour with Megadeth and Five Finger Death Punch that people should get tickets for right now. And you also have an album coming out really soon, Saturday, September. Um, is there any last comments that you have for your fans? Anything you want to say before we wrap this up? All right. Uh, first of all, like he want to thank his uh, loyal fan base. You know, like they've been like supporting us from like all these years. You know, we're just so thankful for that. And uh, he said, just like how sun shines to all of us, we want to spread our music to like everyone around the world. And uh, you know, like with you know, like we also like wish you guys to keep supporting us with you know like share your love and energy to us and uh we also like you know like for many many more years with our fans you know like we just want to like spread this joy and message and energy with this through our music and, yeah. um well this has been breaking north podcasts with the who yukish thank you so much for being on the show Thank you for interpreting. Thank you for just doing this. This has been really inspiring. I loved it. And, you know, rock on, rock on and uh, Godspeed for the for the tour and everything you have coming up. I can't wait to see. And I'll see you uh, on Monday. He said, uh, thank you so much. And also, like, thank you for, like, talking with me. You know, like, having this in interview was really awesome because, like, he feels like you're a kind of person who just keeps someone talking. So it was just really interesting. And uh, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. I mean, that means a lot. So... You guys have a good one. Safe travels, and I'll uh, talk to you soon. Thank you. Hey, what's up? Zen here again. Thanks for listening to the show. Just wanted to let you know again that we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash breaking north. That is patreon.com slash breaking north. Please also like, subscribe, review, do all the good stuff for our social media, communicate with us, and if you want to be on the show, hit me up. I want to check out your art. I want to check out your cooking. I want to check out what you do. Let's talk. Cool. Thanks. Mwah.